Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are. You are listening to the All Talk Car Podcast. Tonight, I've got Hillel with me. G'day, Hal. G'day, Pete. G'day, everyone. And we've got special guest tonight, Joe Campisi. Hey, Peter. Hey, Hal. And if you recognise that voice, Joe was with me in America when we did our American specials. Yes, we were. All those weeks ago. I miss it. Yep. want to go back. Was Joe pushing the mobility scooter no. or pulling it? <laughs> Andrew was behind pushing the mobility scooter. But, but Joe got to go. We yeah. all rotated and had turns on the uh, the scooter with uh, people opening the doors. But today, yep. we're going to be talking about four driving. And you know why I'm really interested in this topic because I had the Suzuki Vitara out and I think I didn't use it enough for four driving <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing I got nothing Pete I, I, rem- I remember your younger days and uh, you did four wheel drive I don't know whether or not it was with cars but um, I'll tell you a story with that we were crossing, we went to North Sydney for a night out with the boys, there was three of us. We were driving back across the Harbour Bridge, and if you travel from North Sydney to Sydney, those of you who don't live in Sydney, there's a toll one way. And the highway is divided into two, and there's a toll on one side and a toll on the other, on the other side of the bridge. So what I did was went on the free side, jumped the median strip with the Vitara, and, and went back on the free side. Free side. <laughs> Even though I had the two dollars fifty on the dashboard, but that was extreme four wheel driving on the Harbour Bridge, Al. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I've done four wheel drive. I've never had a four wheel drive. Right? I've done four wheel yeah. driving, but I've done four wheel driving. <laughs> Losing it around a corner onto no, the grass is oh, four wheel driving. Look, I wish it was oh, as simple as that, that as well. Four wheel drifting. I mean, working in real estate, you you need to get to your opens on Saturdays and four-wheel drive comes in handy when you've got to get to a certain spot and you want to beat traffic, so... What, what do you drive, Joe? What, what do you I'm, uh, I'm in a Nissan Patrol. I've got the Simpson 50th Anniversary Edition of the 2012 model, so it came with a few extras, but it's just a good... I call it the agricultural version of the four-wheel drive. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles. It's got as enough. If you don't put your seatbelt on, the thing doesn't scream at you, so... That's what I like about it. So sometimes when you're putting out all your signs in the morning in real estate, you don't want to put your, si- your seatbelt on every two seconds. That's right. Allegedly. Well, And <laughs> it's just easy. My, my <laughs> brother has the, uh, I think it's a 2012 Patrol, the single cab, the um, the three litre turbo diesel. That's and he's, he's done a few mods to it, lifted it a bit, yeah. you know, a bit of boost, inner core and stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing's, the thing's bore-proof. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get your normal stuff. He's, he, he, he's got that? 200 plus on it. I mean, yeah. it's a daily driver. He's in, yeah. he's, you know, he's building maintenance and stuff, and he's going here and there, and yeah. you know, long, long trips, short trips, and it's. Um, I mean, you get the Land Cruiser patrol jokes all the time. Everyone yeah. having a go at each other. Yeah. But I think both of them are. Um, both of them are up there. They're, I mean, you can take them literally anywhere. Yeah. And now you're getting some of the older ones that because people don't want to let go of these cars. No. Once they got them, they've got them. Yeah. Now you're starting to get all the conversions, and you've got everything from the the Duramax diesel conversions. Yeah. The that that come in the Chevy Silverado uh, to they're putting the um, Chevy LS motors yeah. into them. Is this an yeah. existing Land Cruiser? Yes. The old yeah. Yeah. Oh well, even the, anything the, the up patrol. to. Even well, the patrols. Well, well, the thing is that the Cummins diesel and the LS and LSA motors, because they're current motors emissions-wise, you can put them into anything up to a current patrol or a Land Cruiser. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're not going to pay 150 grand and then do it. 
but people are buying the 200 series or as uh, Joe's got the uh, the patrol of 50th anniversary and if it's got a hundred thousand K's on it 150 thousand K's as a lot of these do but their body and interior everything's in good Nick yeah they're spending 30 40 grand on an engine conversion and they're getting you know, like 600 horsepower thousand newton meters in their yeah. off-roader but if so, you do go out in the yeah. outback that's all you see it's yeah. Land Cruisers Toyotas the old patrols, yeah, troopies the odd patrol and you, you can't kill it and a combo no. ute. Like, if you want to kill it, you, you really have to, you know. Well, it's funny you say that <coughs> the 100,000, that's nothing for a, for a turbo diesel. With mine, I bought it brand new, and it was so tight when I first bought it. For probably the first 40,000, 50,000 Ks, it didn't loosen up at about 60,000, 70,000 Ks. I started getting real power out of it. And the sweet spot for cars is usually 10 to 20,000 Ks. Yes. So you're saying with the Patrol, it with really diesel, opened up? Yeah, it opened up at about 60, 65. 70,000. How many Ks you got on yours now? Uh, 118. Just hit it. So you've done a fair bit of four-wheel yeah. driving and travelling? Yeah. I just took it up to Ballina and freeway driving, the thing's unbelievable. I did 850 Ks and I had a third of a tank left. Yeah, but they're a 250 litre tank. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they're on a 135 litre tank. Okay. <clears throat> That's still not bad. So I was pretty happy with the mileage on the freeway, but it's just they're fun to drive. You know, you go off road and you go you go off um, um, sand dunes and the you know the family. And so the kids. where can you go? So you've bought yourself, a, you've gone on Toyota, you've spent 150 grand to buy a fully loaded Land Cruiser. You've taken the tie off. It's the weekend. We're going to go forward driving. Where do you go? Okay. Sorry, uh, God, I have no idea. All right, I'm out of my depth this the week. Sim- Hell? Probably the easiest is the sand dunes, and you got to get your, you know, you got to get your tire pressures right. You don't need to have much recovery gear because there's a lot of people. That, um, if you go up to Stockton, there's probably about 20 or 30 four-wheel drives any given spot. You can see from in your side of vision anywhere on the beach. So if you get into trouble, somebody will come um, up and help you. So you don't trouble. Really need- what sort of trouble do you mean? Oh. You know, if you get stuck or bogged or can't get out of a you know tight spot, you you, you bottom out in the sand, right? Which is hard to do, but if you I did it, most of those, I mean, most of the enthusiasts that go up there, that you know, you, you get your yobbo and um, person that doesn't want to listen and I don't know what I'm doing. Even for rookies and you know newcomers, they, they go to a place like that if they join a club. Yep. There's a lot of clubs out there, or if they turn up and they see people there and say, "Hey, I'm new." Yeah. A lot of these guys, it's like any other in car community, they're happy to help people out. They are. It's when buffheads turn up. I think they know everything. Yeah. I, I saw it on YouTube, so I know what to do, or I saw it on yeah. Facebook or whatever, um, and next thing you know, they're on their roof, they're in the water, no. they're hitting well, someone, all those places, good to, but always go online, have a look, join a club, make some inquiries, they usually have days where they're going up for a cruise or something. Yeah. And just ask the questions, and you'll find that you get all the right answers. Look, you showed me that video earlier of the guy. Yeah. Guys going up the dune. Yep. It's a very steep dune. You're crazy if you go across it, because yeah. that's how you roll. Yep. Well, you know? he didn't roll. He no, hit no, the guy but on the quad. He hit the guy on the quad. But I'm just saying, it just goes so to show. So with sand dunes, so you've got sort of rules. Yeah. Do, or do's and don'ts. So with sand dunes, you would go straight up it or straight down it. If you get stuck halfway up it, because you need, you need the momentum. It doesn't matter how much torque you've got. Because sand's soft, and if you get dug into it, it doesn't matter how much power you've got, you've got to go back down the same way you went up. Don't try and do a U-turn, because you'll roll it. Okay. So that's the rule. You just go up. And you mentioned tyre pressures earlier. So when you're on sand, 
you've got to drop them to about 20 psi. So it's like your tire is sort of half flat. If you're yeah, on the road. so you've got more surface area. So a flat tire or a half flat, would, by dropping the tire pressure, it gives you more what, grip, more surface more area. Surf, more surface coverage on the sand. If you leave your tires pumped up to full 40 psi or 35 psi, they just dig into the sand and you're burning a lot of diesel, burning a lot of, in, hitting up your diffs, Energy. your gearbox and everything. You're just not moving. So by letting down your tyres, you're covering more of the sand area and you move along it okay, more easily. So I'm at the bottom of the dune and I want to get to the top. Get a run up. Get a run up. Get a run up. So it's momentum, momentum speed. Speed. And would you leave the gear in a high gear, low gear? Do you, you, put, leave, do you, you rev it out? You put it in four-wheel drive high and that's what you're driving the sand dunes on. The only time you use low is if you're in mud and you're just trying to use the engine to slow you down rather than using your brakes. If you hit the brakes and you stop the wheels, the inertia of the, you know, your, your movement of the car, even though your tyres are stopped, will keep sliding down the mud. So having the tyres moving, gripping, is what you want in low range. But the sand dunes is high range. You need the high range to get you through. And that's, and you control that from that, that diff lock. Yes. Well, you've got the Vitara had one of those. How other like the Vitara, the second gear the Suzuki Sierra, yeah, the second gear all these, the all new, these little lightweight ones. Yeah, right? the new Prados have just got a button you push and it goes. Okay. Yeah, it just goes straight into the. But the my one's got the four low, four high, two low, two high. So you you can choose which which mode you want to put it in. Usually you can do it while you're moving. If you leave it on auto... So you don't have to change the hubs? Or minor well, if you the change hubs. the hubs, the, the good thing about the Patrol is you've got auto. It automatically locks and you can change it into four-wheel drive at 40 to 50 k's mm. if you wanted to. If you do put it on lock, you actually have to stop to change it because the diffs are in... Yeah, the synchro- the ratio. They're synchronised yeah. to each other. So you actually have to stop to engage it so you don't crack it or crack break it or anything. Yeah. That's where it's that's where it's at with the with the diff lock. So I leave it on auto. So if you just get stuck or you're in a hairy position, you can change it into four wheel drive without having to come to a complete stop to do it. I remember a trip we took up to Fraser Island. Um, that's what the world's largest sand island in northern Queen. No, it's not that high up in Queensland. It's a couple no, it's, hours north of yeah. Brisbane. And uh, we're going to do a day tour on, on a four wheel drive bus thing. It's, it's near Noosa. Yeah. yeah, and there was a um, the had Land Rovers, and they were booked out months in advance. And someone cancelled that morning, and one of the boys yelled out, "Get off the bus! I've got a four-wheel drive." So that was our sort of first taste. We were going through the inland part, and there was like logs and rocks all over it. And whoever was sitting at the back on those sideways in like a troop carrier, we're hitting our heads on the top of the <laughs> top of the roof. I mean, the driver, I think my brother was driving. He did not give a rat's. He was flying through. Oh yeah. And then on the map, it had on the beach speed limit 80 kilometres an hour. But we're on the beach and it was soft sand. I'm thinking, we're doing 20, 30. Yeah. And we're thinking, how the fuck are you going to do 80 k's an hour uh, on, the, on, the, on this beach? We went to the top of the island and when we turned around, guess what? It was low tide. <laughs> oh, and it say. was as smooth as a freeway. We were sitting doing 110 kilometres an hour. <laughs> I'm thinking, huh? And then every now and then you dip. Yeah. Like it'd be like a, a rut because of the water coming off the island mm-hmm. into the ocean. But we were flying on that. Were we doing the right thing? Oh, look, you, with the beach, I mean, Stockton's got a, a 40 or 50k speed limit. But if you can get it up to a higher speed, you just, you go for it. Nobody's out there patrolling it, really. It's just for, for your own safety and for the safety of other people on, on the oh, beach. Oh, look, if there's the swimmers or if there's people there, you'd slow yeah. down. So, um, yeah, it's... it's 
it's pretty much you know anything goes out there. That's that's why people like four wheel driving because it's just Freedom. away from rules and regulations, and you just let your hair down and have a bit of fun. We're just respecting each other's space. Of course, of course, just being safe. You know, respect for other people's safety. Safety, yeah. Mountains, soft sand, and into the mountains. Into the mountains, rocks, mud trees i think it's good to have a have a bull bar on your four-wheel drive and when you're in in those situations where you know you've got you're on a you're sitting on a hill and you've got uh, a small tree and if you move your tires half an inch or, or you lose traction you just move the tree out of the way like it'll it'll bend a bit you know and that's why it's good to have a bull bar if you had a, just a bumper bar you'd scratch the hell out of it so in those areas it's it's probably easier to just be a bit rougher with what you're doing but it gets you through they're probably more extreme. I've been in, in four-wheel drives doing that, and you need to be pretty hardcore. Convoy is good because you can look at the car in front of you, and that's why CBs are good in, in four-wheel drives. And you sort of say to the bloke in front of you, listen, if you move over to the left a bit, you get a bit more traction with your left tyre. That's what's spinning out. I oh, see so you, you actually And you guide each other through, okay. and, and you know which, which path to take through that part of the rock or bush, and it makes it easier. So it gets you through. It's good fun, though. Would you recommend a brand new Bentley Bentayga on that? <laughs> they do get bashed uh, if you're filthy rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they do get bashed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of these Range Rovers and expensive four wheel drives. Not one of them has seemed to. Oh, I see a few on Stockton Beach with no trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trees is what what gets you. Um, my mate had a farm up. Trees, there. rocks. Yeah, they yeah. pop out those boulders. Rocks, the underneath will, will get you get damage. Yeah, but trees is what damages the paintwork and the the panels. The panels. Yeah. So um, my mate had a farm up at near Gloucester, and we used to go up there and and do a bit of four driving. And he took us on this track, and to this day I've still got scuff marks from the trees because it was a bit overgrown. They weren't big trees, but you still get those you know those lines down the side of your mm. car from them. Yeah, and it's just part and parcel. You need to talk to uh, a previous guest of ours, Eamon, Eamon. from Leading Edge, for the uh, paint protection film. Yep. Well, there's actually next time you get a new patrol or a new uh, Land Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Get the paint protection film. I think uh, what they what, what did they do? They ran a very very sharp knife. Yeah, they can't. Cut oh they, wow. they can't. They won't can't cut. cut. That, that was that. Wow. That's like a, yeah. it's like a ceramic. This, and he wanted to yeah, write his kids' school books in it. <laughs> That's our struggle. I want to print it. It's always notes. like your the screensaver on your phone. Yeah, like it, you, you can stab yeah, it. And it's, it just, it's just not wow. breaking. It'll stop it from scratching, I guess, but it won't stop it from dinging if it tries. No, 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 no. Yeah, it, yeah and there's not. There's only a certain degree yeah. of impact protection it'll get. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's similar to the stuff that's on the uh, screen. I haven't been, your phone. been that extreme. What about river crossings? Do you get to a river and go, oh shit? No. Or is there well, a way through it's, it? It's funny with all the rain we've had in the last couple of days. Yeah, not talking about Pamela. But like, do you wade? Do you walk it? Can, uh, can four drives usually, go underwater to an extent? You're to like, an extent, you can. You'll probably see maybe if you see somebody else go through it. That's when I probably attempt it and see how far you know down they go. But to to be the pioneer, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd go around it if I could. We've done Ford crossings in my car. Um, the only thing is if they're if they're sort of up to the top of your wheels and bottom of your doors that sort of level you're probably going to get some you're going to get some water in your diffs or you're going to get problems with 
or possibility of water in getting water in your diff, your transfer case, or your gearbox, because they've got breathers. And most of the standard ones, the breathers are actually at the bottom of your diff or at the bottom of your gearbox. So what the four-wheel drive aftermarket people are doing is running pipes from those breathers up into your firewall, up to the level of your battery or top of your bonnet. So any air that needs to be sucked into those areas which is the diff the two diffs the transfer case and your gearbox comes from that spot much higher up so you don't get any water going into the diffs i've seen, I've seen some people running them if, if, if with the utes yeah um, running them up the back of the cab and is that what you got the, those snorkels those no the diff breathers are different they're these little um ceramic filters yeah. that um allow air to go into your diffs if cause like <coughs> when you're when you're forward driving your diff gearbox get very very hot because you're running them all simultaneously so when it hits cold water it shocks the whole thing mm. and it causes the air to change inside the diff so they say that the rubber around the seals can suck in water because it wants to like the air pressure changes inside the diff and it will cause the water to go into your diffs and that can cause long-term problems and make the the, the oils milky it causes mm issues with your gearbox and diff wow. long term so that's why people get breathers if they're doing a lot of river crossing and sometimes it's incidental you're like you don't know you're going to cross the river but you go out to a new spot and all of a sudden you've got this river that wasn't there before and you need to cross against the other side that's why a lot of people do the are they aftermarket those breathers or? most of them are okay. yeah yeah a lot of that's why the four-wheel drive magazines and all those guys make a heap of money off aftermarket advertisers that's where most of their income comes from. And what is the snorkel? That bit that I'm talking about. The snorkel's your basically your standard air box, yeah. where your air filter is. That is extended above the, the root, usually up to the top of the roof yeah, line. Yeah, yes. sticking out. Yep. Yeah. And that's basically to make sure there's no water getting into your air box and getting sucked into your okay. engine. Well technically the the manufacturers say dust yeah. and stuff because they can't say water. Because if your car's in, because they don't want you going in water. If the car's in the water up to that level, usually it's a write-off. Because as soon as the water gets into your your door, in yeah. beyond your doors and into your floor, if you tell your insurance company, they'll write the car yeah. off. What people do if that does happen is they rip all the carpets out. You've got little plugs in the bottom of your four-wheel drive. You rip them out, let it all drain out, get all your carpets cleaned. Once they're dry, put it all back in and put it back together. As long as your wiring hasn't been that's compromised. Why vin- that's why vinyl is, yeah. is a good investment. Yeah. And you know what else had plugs? My mum's Datsun 1200. <laughs> she had what kind of plugs are we talking about here, <laughs> My brother and I used to lie down on the, the, on the floor. Because he said, you, yeah, and he just said plugs, plugs, my mum and a Datsun. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> you're incorrigible. No, no, I just said on the floor, I just went... Flashback to when I was five years old. Sorry, guys. No, the um, yeah, I know. A lot, I've, I've seen a lot of people that have got whether or not it's their four drive Ute or four drive um, uh, SUV that have ripped the carpet out of a middle or upper range car yep. and gone and bought the the vinyl from the Povo Pack model yep. to put down mm. and pop, wrapped up the carpet, rolled it up at home. You know, I'll put it in one day if I'm going to sell it sell or it. something. Yeah. But um, and then while they're doing that. They've made sure that around any where there's electrical and connectors, they've protected that as well. Yeah. No, they've you know they, you can run. Um, there's some Dynamat you can run, yeah. which is like a you know sound and heat sound insulation. Proof. Yeah. They're you know they're 
obviously they they know where they're going. They're expecting. They Good try and minimise the risk. It's always well, minimising it. I know with you know going to Stockton Beach, we've also been up to Lennox Head Beach with the four wheel drive with the boys and the family. We had six people in it, just loved it. But you end up with half the beach in your car. Mm. Yeah, and I've yep. got the big rubber mats. They cover most there. You end up with a bit in the edges, but that's easy to vacuum yep. out. You just grab the big rubber mats, pull them out, empty the sand off, and you're done. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those some of the videos on Facebook with guys <laughs> pulling their interior out and and getting like their garden leaf blower, just <laughs> just hitting it. And just, it. It looks like a dust storm coming out. You know, pulled all the seats out of it, pulled the console out of yep. it. Like it's the only way you're going to get all this sand out of there. Yeah. But it's, it's a popular pastime. When I posted during the week that we were doing today's topic as four-wheel drives, we got a huge response. There's a lot of people out there that, that, that really go out there and enjoy it. It, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't believe how much fun I would have the first time I went four-wheel driving. I was a bit, you know... What did Billy ask this week? Billy didn't ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> if she hears about the sand, the dirt... She's no. not interested? No. The only camping spots we go to, they're called Hilton. I don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> You should take it. You know where you should take Billy. You should take Billy glamping at uh, Cockatoo Island. Glamping, yeah. Yes. Just have to four drive going across there. You'd have just to take her glamping. See if she likes the glamping. Get the, the ferry across. Get, get the ferry across and glamp. So yeah. Billy, we know you're going to listen. Yeah. Your dad's taking you glamping. We could also there's also camping out at Western Plains Zoo with the with the animals during the night. Have you been out there with the four? Yeah, dogs? I've been out to Dubbo actually. Yeah. Um, and that was that was pretty good. We enjoyed that. We did the uh, the roar and snore. Only problem was they they did the uh, oh we've given away your uh, reservation after I'd booked it. <laughs> so they so it's a roar and snore. Yeah, the I lions wouldn't actually would sleep. shit themselves when I go to sleep there. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe, let me tell you, okay, right? The lions won't shit. The lions will just get up and leave. leave. Right? The, the 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 lions will head somewhere not Dubbo. Don't worry, right? man. I was on the flight back from LA with him. <laughs> One year went to see him, I was a boys trip and my wife knew who I was bunking with and she warned him and he took e plugs with him. <laughs> so. Good move. Have you, have you seen the movie Little Nicky with Adam Sandler? No. Where he's uh he's the son of Satan? No. Right? Well he when he sleeps he's got this snore on him that basically, you know, shakes the building. Wow. Right? And we went to Melbourne on a road trip with Pete <laughs> to watch the footy. Right, and we were tired because we got we pretty much got there. We, we drove to the, went to the game, yeah, and then we, we, we were knackered to leave. Right? Yeah, we just went, mate. Yeah, Pete slept. No one else in the slept. room slept. <laughs> and I was on the couch. Everyone had a room. I was on the couch. I, I thought there was an earthquake. Wow. Right, my bed was vibrating. So, so Pete was the only one driving the next day. Pete, yeah, 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 I did. He 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 started driving, but no, no one else had slept. That was the trip. We were so bored on the way back, we counted how many buttons this car had. It was the S-Class Merc. Yeah. Oh, wow. And we counted 112 buttons. Yeah. It was pre... There was no nah, yeah. It was a 90s model. Those, yeah. The one with the double glazed window, the full tank. It was an S-Class. We kept counting buttons, and there was a button that popped the headrests up and down <laughs> at the back. And one of the other guys was out the back sleeping, <laughs> and we hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we press it back up and knock it out. <laughs> Oh, happy days. <laughs> happy days. Uh, that car, yeah, there were buttons for everything. There, were, oh, there was there was no, no screen, no nav. The only digital was the actual temperature for the uh, air con. 
it had like the old LCD liquid crystal displays. Yep. But there was about 112 buttons. Wow. And we kept finding. We, we then started pressing each one to see what it would do. That was a funny trip, that one. Yes, yeah, so the lions would uh, run away from me if I went camping. Well, we've got um, Zoo. we've got another one of um, our listeners. Um, his name's Josh Stallone. Yeah, Josh is known as the Wanderer. Right. Josh gets out and about with his patrol. Okay. He, he's got this thing set up. Um, so for everyone that's listening, I think if you go on Facebook, I think it's called, I think it's the Wanderer 365. Josh is set up to four-wheel drive and stay four-wheel driving. For extended, um, extended went, periods. Went up to Cape York with it. Wow. Yep. Grabbed his dogs, went up yep. to Cape York with it, went through that uh, cr- infamous crossing, dropping down. Um, so, um, yeah, so we're going to have Josh on in a That's couple of weeks. That's the road trip episode. We've got a road trip That's episode. the road trip yep. episode. Josh is going to tell us how to get ready for big road trips. Um, That'd be cool. And, and, all the, and what comes with it and what you need to be prepared for. Yep. He uh, is into photography as well. So he's got some great photos. If you go on his page, oh. some of the photos are from the outback. And, oh, you um, must, yeah, you must see some amazing That's stuff. One of the things about four-wheel driving is the, the places you get to see that are off the beaten track that you need to you need to be in a four wheel drive to get to. It's just untouched, Postcard, natural true. beauty. Yeah. You know, you, you just can't get it anywhere right. else. So um, yeah, that's that's in a couple of weeks' time. So we'll um, anyone got questions over for the holiday period. prepping in, for the holiday period? Josh is your man. He will um, he'll give you the right advice. He's um, he's like a he's like a four wheel drive camping nerd. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Sheldon Cooper meets the Leyland Brothers. <laughs> I was thinking about the Leyland Brothers yesterday. Why did the Leyland Brothers have a Volkswagen? I don't know. You'd think they would be driving Leylands, wouldn't they? I mean, I don't yeah. Case of the irony in that, anyone? No? Oh, well, driving around those combis. Those... You know the Leyland Brothers were the blokes that um, built the Ears Rock up at... Uh, yeah, up north. Up north. It's, it's right near Hawks Nest, near Tea Gardens. It's as you sort of turn off to go to tea gardens. That burnt down not long ago, actually. And the funny thing was, we went there for a road trip. About two weeks later, we found out it burnt down. And we'd, we'd been ta- I've been taking my boys up there for, for our holidays almost every year for about five or six years. They were going to do like a Leyland Brothers world. They were. Yeah. And, and it just went belly up. So probably, it's probably like Piss Week world. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> right there's around a lot, the there's a lot. There is a lot of things. Uh, I can't say that I'm a four-wheel drive enthusiast, but having travelled to as, you know, as far as places like Burke and Vulcania and stuff like that, where you've got red country and black country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it can change very, very quickly where one minute you're fine and the next minute you're on a different type of different type of soil and mm. it goes to shit real quick. So, Absolutely. Have um, you had any I'm going to die moments? Uh, not really. The, probably one of the worst was when I first went sand dunning at uh, Stockton. Some of the, the dunes are pretty steep and if you're ever in a patrol, your bonnet's probably a good metre and a half long. To see over the end of it, some of them are so steep, you just don't know. It's like a roller coaster. You don't know what's what's on, on the other side. side yeah. So you go down and you're thinking, oh, what am I getting myself into? So that's probably the hairiest it's been for me. But river crossings, I've seen a few that have gone gone wrong. Uh, or, you know, there's ruts in under the water. You don't know how deep they are or, you know, who got stuck there before you when it was dry. So they might have dug a deeper okay, rut. Yeah. So you go through it and then 
your car's just floating and you're up to your chest in mud and you need somebody to rescue out and I've seen that happen and my brother was the one that such snapped him out you know that car would have been a, a real mess when he was finished because they were opening the doors and it was underwater and there would oh, have been wow. mud in there so yeah his kids in there it just was not a good good thing for the family it was horrible so it can be pretty expensive if you lose a car in a river crossing yes but, um, there, there is um insurances available for spe- specific insurances for four-wheel driving okay uh mm. that your mainstream insurers don't offer mm. there's some extended covers for sure. that type of use so um again if you know if any of our listeners have info on that and joe might have that type of cover um, he may not. He may not get into that extreme stuff. No, not extreme. Uh, but there are people that, you know, there are companies that offer that. So, mm. you know, if you're going to go down that path, don't go taking your very expensive toy to do stuff without making sure you've got the right cover. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, looking into whether or not you don't have the right cover. But it is, it's planning and, and, and safety first. So before you go out, even crossing the outback, I don't think that should be your first attempt. No. At four-wheel driving. But, Absolutely not. Um, but it's, it is a community, and, and I guess if you go to a, a, a four-wheel drive specialist shop, I mean, they will give you tips, advice, how to go about it, clubs. We've spoken about clubs before. It's there a wealth of information and, and, and people that have been there, done that before yep. you. You're it's, not going to be the first. Well, it's like you said, you know, you, you go out and there's people that are happy to talk to you and help you and yep. guide you. And, you know, it's just a very friendly community and, and they're there to help. You know, they're, they're not there to just do their own thing. Yeah. If they see you're in trouble, they'll help you. Is the patrol your daily? It is, yeah. How do you park and it in Sydney? I lease a car spot. <laughs> <laughs> Two car spots. <laughs> one to park and one to get in and out. <laughs> you, what other cars have you had before that? Uh, mate, before this one, I had the 135i BMW. Oh, yeah, okay. And that was a lot of fun. But funnily enough, I've had more fun in the, the patrol, family-wise, than I ever did in the 135. That was a car that I'd have fun in on my own, not with the kids. With the kids, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a different sort, sort of vehicle. And I'm, I'm, the patrol's the only car I've been happy for with for more than six years. So every other car, about four or five years, I've, I've had enough of it. That's saying something for me, I guess. I enjoy the four-wheel driving. Have you ever had a four-wheel drive, Al? Yeah. <laughs> Did you write it off? No, no. She didn't know about it. <laughs> I think that came out wrong. <laughs> it was a brief ride. It was... <laughs> it's a bit rocky. <laughs> Oh, any rants this week? (laughs) (laughs) I have a rant. You have a rant? Okay, I have a rant. Tell me. I am sick of people parking on footpaths, parking on all sorts of... Footpaths are not for your cars. People try and walk down. They've got kids, elderly people. It's the only way in and out. Um, and, And the worst thing is... That, and I took this up with a member of uh, my local council area. The rangers will, they're like hawks in the CBD areas and any shopping strips. They will go out there and they'll rip you a new one if you find a school zone. And school zones. Yeah. Right? It's all targeted. They could probably go out to the suburbs and do more business. And it'd be more effective because the guy will go, well, I got booked today. I'm not going to do it again. There's there's a car on the on a corner of a very busy road that had a bingle a couple of weeks back. Uh, probably early November. Obviously, it didn't get towed because if you get towed, 
you're getting a neg driving ticket. So he probably just said to the cop, I'll move the car. And the car doesn't drive. So he's moved it up on the footpath at the corner of a very busy intersection. And left it there. And pretty much left it there. And it's got, that corner has the layback for, you know, prams and mobility mm. scooters and just, you know, people in general. The car's still there. Mm. I, I've, I've called several times to say, mate, why is this car still there? There's no tickets on it. No one's gone there to move it. If you left that car in a one-hour zone, in an hour and 10 minutes, it's got a ticket on it. Yeah, when I was young, you know what job I wanted to do if they could do it? I'd be a parking cop on a 5% commission. Go to Bondi Beach, mark the cars, go for a swim for an hour, come back. Come back well, Sydney them. Council and some of, the, awesome. some of the eastern suburbs councils and the other areas where there's a lot more traffic in the inner city mm. areas... Their ranges do work till late, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. you see them, Now, there's a lot of traffic. Further out in the suburbs of Sydney. Even in Inmore, I know. Yeah, Newtown. <laughs> now, when you come out to the more suburban areas, six o'clock, they're all gone, right? That's it. But that's when the problem starts in the suburbs. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone goes back and you've got cars on footpaths, you've got people running wrecking yards from their front yard with cars all over the shop. Um, Even tr- <clears throat> what I've noticed is a lot of big trucks late at night parking in suburban streets, and then they go back early in the morning, yeah. leave their cars there. So they don't even park them in yards. They'll jump. They in don't even truck. live there, Pete. They're going. Either. They're going to the nearest street that's not on a main road, yeah. getting there at four o'clock in the afternoon because the people that live there are at work, mm. and mm. they're parking their truck there that's not supposed to be in that street to start with. That's right. And they're jumping in their car mm. and leaving. So I think inner Sydney, some other places across the country, and you've got parking permits. You'd remember that, Pete, yeah. from your old council area? Yep, the old right. Ramwick days. Hey, I reckon if you've got more than two cars in suburban areas that and they're registered at that address, any more than two, you pay an additional premium to park on the street. You've gone all greeny on me, Hal. I'm not going greeny. <laughs> You'd want to limit the amount of cars but, in a household. No, I don't want to limit it, but... If you're going to have five or six cars in a household, yeah, and park them, how many cars is in your, in your household? Huh? I've only got two at home. Two. At- <laughs> 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 but see, I pay to park my cars elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. so you do. And, you do. And you and store and, them. And, and I'll tell and, and I'll tell you now, it'd cost me the equivalent of a, another rego a year per car to have them stored. Meanwhile, you've got people with. Five or six cars that have got them parked out the front of their house, their neighbour's house, across the road. Well, hang on, where does everyone else park? You want six cars? Mm. I remember when we used to drive at school, there'd be a mad rush to park. And there was a, a mate of ours, he had a Suzuki Sierra, by the way. Um, smart cookie. He went, there was an old lady living in a house, she had no car, bought her a bunch of roses and a box of chocolates and asked if he could park his car in her driveway all, all year, all, all term. She was wrapped that looked like there was someone home. And that, this kid used to come to school literally three minutes before the bell, park Back. right next to the school in the driveway, and go inside to school. Smart. Smart kid. Smart yeah. kid. Very smart kid. He's um, he's pretty successful. This so what are you saying? Island. I've got to start looking for old ladies in my neighbourhood. Yeah, to park all your cars. <laughs> start taking flowers to old ladies in the neighbourhood. And chocolate. Mrs. will be impressed. <laughs> Stop parking her car in there. Don't go four wheel driving with the old lady. <laughs> with the four wheel drive that you didn't have. Well, thank you, Joe, for coming to this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Pete. Thanks to. We've switched thanks, recording thanks, days. It's usually thanks, mornings, we're now recording at night. Um, oh, and I've got all my bearings all. 
yep. all mixed up. But you could be listening to this in the middle of the night or in the morning. Um, so thank you, Joe, with those wonderful insights. I had no idea about four driving because my guitar was very limited experience except for the Harbour Bridge. Um, Hal, thank you again. You're welcome. Insights. Next week, I don't know who's on next week. We'll figure it out. We're figuring it out. But anyone, if got listeners, if you've got a suggestion, you want us to talk about something, a topic, um, give us a suggestion and we'll go looking for someone that can answer all those questions and we'll have a bit of a laugh. We'll have a bit of a chat. Don't know if we can take them for driving or give them flowers. But, <laughs> or park um, in their driveway. park in their driveway. Um, but um, we'll make sure that we have fun with them and... Um, <laughs> I think we've been pretty soft on Joe today yeah, compared, yeah, to the, yeah. per, compared to a couple of people. But um, the troublemaker's missing, that's why. The troublemaker's <laughs> missing. Yeah, yeah, that's why. The assassin. We know, you, you know we're talking about you, Ross. Yeah, Ross. <laughs> but, um, it was Ross's anniversary. That's why he's not here. I know, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, happy anniversary, I heard he Ross. bought his car a present for his anniversary. He bought his car a present. <laughs> <laughs> Just to reminisce the old days. He put the old rules back on just to reminisce yes. what she was like. What she was like last year. year. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right. Well, on that bombshell, we'll, uh, we'll call her a wrap. Joe, thanks for coming. Anything you thanks want to plug, again. Joe? No, that's it for no. me. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Al. That's all right. And um, just another little uh, surprise. We may have sponsors, so we'll talk about that. Do they know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, we'll so if you want a if you want a uh, a plug on our uh, podcast, we uh, obviously one share it around. Suggest your friends to listen. Uh, we'll try and keep everyone entertained and and uh, cover a broad range of topics. And then, um, or if you've got a business that's in the automotive industry, um, feel free to drop us yeah. a line and we'll have a chat to you we'll about coming chat. on as a guest. We'll even come out there like we did in the last couple of weeks with uh, with Eamon and, and his business. Um, send us your emails at uh, alltalk, T-O-R-Q-U-E, at outlook.com.au. Didn't say that properly. That's because um, I've been drinking I've beer. I've been drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not breakfast. And um, download yes, it us. Is. Download, <laughs> <laughs> download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Download us on Shout Engine. Leave comments. Uh, rate us. Uh, review us and um, download us and listen to us because you can't see us yet. So um, to be advised, but thank you very much and uh, adios for now. Good night. See ya, peeps. Bye.